One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Franklin Garland has supported Independent Tech News directly for five years. Be like Franklin. Become a DTNS member at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Monday, June 3rd, 2019 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang. It is a packed day, folks. We are going to talk about all the WWDC announcements. iPad OS, the new Mac Pro, the crazy expensive display with an even more expensive, well, it's not technically more expensive, but a very expensive monitor stand. <laughs> uh, let's start with a few tech things you should know. Oh, speaking of monitors, LG is taking pre-orders for its first 8K OLED TV. The 88-inch LG 88Z9 with 7680 by 4... 4320 resolution. The TV's processor uses some deep learning to upscale images and generate virtual 5.1 surround sound with support for Dolby Atmos. Pre-orders in Korea cost 40 million won. That's roughly 34,000 US dollars. Final retail will be 50 million won. The AKTV from LG goes on sale in North America and Europe in Q3 of this year. Only $34,000. Samsung <laughs> announced a new uh, 13 and 15-inch Notebook 7 Windows laptop with diamond-cut edges, a wide trackpad, and slim bezels looking very similar to MacBook Pros. Unlike Apple laptops, though, the Notebook 7s come with two USB 3.0 ports, only one USB-C port, an HDMI port, micro SD card slot. Prices start at $1,000 coming to the U.S. July 26th. Samsung also announced the Notebook 7 Force with an NVIDIA GTX 1650 graphics card, an Ethernet port, and base level 16 gigabytes of RAM. That one starts at $1,499. The U.S. State Department has updated its applications forms for U.S. visa applicants, requiring nearly all to submit social media usernames, previous email addresses, and phone numbers. That information was previously required only for applicants deemed to need extra scrutiny. It was about 65,000 people per year. There are approximately 15 million visa applicants to the U.S. per year, so this ramps things up somewhat. The Sunday Telegraph reports sources saying that Chinese security researchers have been finding security vulnerabilities in 5G equipment from Nokia and Ericsson and passing that information to IT specialists who are testing the equipment for
for possible 5G rollouts in Europe. The idea is that when the testing ends on June 10th, Huawei could point to the results and affect EU evaluations and try to undermine security concerns about its own equipment. Google announced a live stream for Thursday, June 6th at 12 p.m. Eastern to announce details about Google Stadia. The stream called Stadia Connect will include launch info, game announcements and price. Let's talk a little bit more about Huawei real quick. Xiao Ming, president of the Honor brand of Huawei phones, told a media briefing in Shanghai Friday that it is too early to say whether the U.S. trade restrictions on Huawei will prevent it from achieving a goal of becoming the top smartphone vendor in the world by the end of next year. Well, it's not looking good because the South China Morning (laughs) Post reports its sources say Foxconn has stopped several production lines for Huawei phones. You may have seen headlines saying all. It's not all, but it is several uh, because Huawei has reduced its orders. It is not clear if the cut is temporary or not. Foxconn can do this. Uh, They're designed to be able to, like, on a dime, shut down a few lines to adapt to orders and then ramp them back up. So it's not the end of the world for Huawei at the moment, but it's certainly not good news. And the Financial Times reports that China's Hengtong Opti Electric is going to buy Huawei's 51% stake in Huawei Marine System. Systems, which lays undersea cables because that company was having too hard a time getting people to agree to let them lay undersea cables. I mean, sure, Huawei can say we too early to tell how, how this is going to shake out, and and I, I suppose that's true. I, I I certainly can't see it, but it is it's moving in the wrong direction for the company, especially with the overall market of smartphones being a little lackluster. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to say if they're like, hey, uh, is this going to affect your your 2020 goal? Uh, Yes. No one knows yet. Please sell our stock uh, right away. No, of course not. You're going to say, well, you know what? It's too early to tell because literally it is too early to tell. Maybe this will all be resolved by the end of June. Who knows? It's not impossible. It may not be likely, but it's not impossible. Uh, So yeah, you want to put as much of a positive spin on it as as you can. Uh, The fact that Foxconn, according to the South China Morning Post sources anyway, is is shutting down a couple of production lines is not unexpected, but it is a sign that those orders are the problem. Remember, we talked about how Huawei says they're, they're stockpiled with parts. It's not the through lack of parts. Uh, right. It's that order reductions are happening because certain retailers are probably like, you know what? We just don't, we feel uncertain about where this line of phones is going. And that's what I think the real damage to Huawei is going to be. Not whether they can actually figure out how to build phones, but whether the marketplace dries up just because of the uncertainty around it, at least outside of China. Sources tell the Washington Post that the U.S. Federal Trade Commission and the U.S. Department of Justice have agreed to divide their focus on Amazon and Google, often a step taken preparatory to antitrust investigations. Might have seen something in the news about this this morning. The two agencies agreed to give the FTC more jurisdiction over Amazon and the DOJ more jurisdiction over Google. Reuters says that its sources say the DOJ got jurisdiction for Apple as well, with the FTC getting jurisdiction for Facebook. It got a little bit of attention because this news dropped right around the time that the WWDC keynote started. But uh, as you mentioned before the show, Tom, this is this is. Not unexpected. Mm, no, and and the Washington Post. It, it, I have some suspicions about why this news dropped when it did. Uh, it may be an attempt to hide it by putting it during WWDC, even though it had a negative reaction on the stock. Stock often goes down on the news anyway, uh, so you can't tell. Is it because they made announcements, or is it because of this? Because the Washington Post had the Amazon and Google thing this weekend. That was known on Sunday, right? And then Reuters today added in 
Apple and Facebook. Uh, and the fact that Facebook is part of this is getting lost a lot too, because everyone who is paying attention to it is focusing on Apple. Stock stock took a hit though. So it wasn't, it, it was supposed to be buried. I mean, it, it was, it was not buried by all. Well, but stock always takes a hit on the announcement you sell on the news. So it's kind sure. of masked by that too. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's interesting. And, and like you say, it's not unexpected because uh, we've known there's been a lot of pressure to investigate these companies. And this isn't even a rumor of an investigation. This is, this is a source saying they've divided up the jurisdiction to make it easier to start looking into the possibility of an investigation. So we're, we're s- several steps down the road from certainly any kind of actual action. That's not going to happen for a while. Yeah. Oppo posted a video to Weibo and Twitter showing a notchless phone, notchless phone, no cutout, no notch, nothing, with a front-facing camera under the screen. Oppo VP Brian Shen noted that at this stage in development, there would be some loss in optical quality, but he says it's early days, just a concept. We're working towards making this better. Hours later, Xiaomi's president Lin Bin posted a video on Weibo of the Xiaomi Mi 9 with a prototype front-facing camera behind the screen as well. So again, these are these are all prototypes, but uh, it certainly is something where people really just don't like cutouts and punch holes and notches, especially notches. So if you could make a viable front-facing camera that leaves the screen fully intact, I think you'd have some people's attention. I, I've said this before on the show. I, I'm not totally sure where the notch hate comes from. It, it, yeah, it, it, it does... Make it slightly like less uniform, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but, but, but it, yeah, it's, it's not something that would, would preclude me from buying any phone that I thought was awesome. Otherwise, uh, you know, a kind of a meta story here, we got Samsung announcing laptops. We got LG announcing a TV. We got Google announcing a Stadia announcement. We got Oppo and Xiaomi talking about phone features in the past. WWDC would have been a no go zone for any kind of announcement. Uh, it is interesting to see companies no longer fearing news of a positive nature coming out when they might otherwise be swamped by WWDC announcements. Yeah, you know that's interesting. I thought that uh, I thought the same thing too, and especially when we were when well when some of us anyway were watching the keynote because there are a lot of dad jokes going on, and you know we'll, we'll get into all the, all the specs in in just a in just a second. But the, you know there are. I think more than ever, this is the sort of announcement that maybe one would have hate watched back in the day because you're like, oh, Apple, you know, they're the worst. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, this is this is the big news. And it's no longer the case. There are so there's so much other news. There are so many other good competitors of people making good products. And wh- wh- whatever your ecosystem is, is more of a personal choice than ever. And, and, and maybe less of a, you know, Apple dominating the news cycle. Yeah, and LG's 8K TV makes that new Apple display look cheap. All right, let's uh, get uh, all the tech headlines whenever you want in about five minutes. If you don't have time for the full show, subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. Oh, boy, we got lots to talk about here, and uh, we're, we're not going to mention everything they announced. Uh, Apple really packed it in in their two hours and 15 minutes, uh, moving swiftly, because uh, it's their language, get it, uh, through a bunch of things. We're going to start with iOS 13. We'll talk about iPad OS, Mac OS Catalina, then we'll get into the hardware, the Mac Pro, the Pro Display XDR, uh, we'll touch on Apple Watch, Apple TV, AirPods, uh, etc., Let's start with iOS 13. Uh, apps are going to be 50% smaller. Updates, 60% smaller. Face ID, 30% faster. Uh, quick Path, a swipe keyboard 
just like Swipe, years later, it's now available as part of iOS. Uh, Reminders app with up to two times faster app launches. Uh, 30% faster Face ID also applies to signing in with Face ID. Apple will now debut Sign In with Apple, a button for apps that masks your personal info uh, by allowing you to give an email address with it or saying, no, don't give them my email address. They'll create a throwaway email address that will redirect to your real email address so that that company never actually has your real email address. And when you want to get rid of them, you can get rid of just them without having to change your whole email address. Uh, In iOS 13, iMessage now supports profile photos, including new Memoji, which have personalized uh, makeup and accessories. Uh, Memojis can be turned into (laughs) stickers. Apple bringing 100,000 plus live radio stations uh, accessible by Siri. iOS 13 will give Siri a more natural sounding voice, enabling multi-step custom voice commands and shortcuts, quick responses to SMS over your AirPods. So you can just say, oh, tell her I'll be there soon. And the message will get sent in response, not just to messages, but also to any other messaging app that includes SiriKit. Apple says iOS 13 will let users grant apps access to their phone's location just once so that you don't have to choose only when the app is on or or never uh, and uh, Apple's redesigning CarPlay to let multiple apps be put side by side and the ability for Siri to provide on-screen app suggestions. Basically, the CarPlay dashboard gets a lot less uh, uh, cluttered. That's the top line stuff, Sarah. Uh, what about you? What caught your eye? What do you like the most? Well, you know, for the first, I don't know, let's say 45 minutes of the announcement, I was like, okay, so this is a privacy announcement. Everything was about, hey, there's a new app. And your privacy is of our utmost concern, unlike our competitors. Yeah, there was a, there was a, 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 a women's cycle app that, uh, as Joanna Stern of the Wall Street Journal pointed out, she's you tested many others that that have been funneling data to various companies, Facebook being one of them, and Apple saying we're going to do the same thing, but we're not going to you know we will not compromise your privacy, and that was. Uh, something that was being hammered home so much. It certainly. In the first hour of of the announcement, super into the CarPlay stuff. Uh, anything that can make Siri easier when I'm in my car because I'm using CarPlay with my iPhone is great. A uh, lot of good uh, watchOS announcements. I don't even have an Apple Watch, but uh, for the first time, I kind of wanted one more than ever because it's 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 such a standalone device now, uh, whereas in the past it wasn't. And and yeah, you know stuff like dark mode. I don't know. It, it, it is not something that I was really uh, ramped up about before WWDC started, even though it was rumored to happen. And so it wasn't a big surprise. And to see some of the screenshots were, were nice and everything, but got a lot of applause. I mean, there are there are folks who who, who really do care about that. And overall, I think uh, iPad OS being broken out after Apple for so many years was was really drilling into developers, you know, universal apps. We're going to make it easier to make universal apps. You don't have to run iPhone apps on iPad. You know, you can, you can, you, you can make them beautifully native depending on what device you're using. The fact that iPad is now its own thing is, was a bit of a surprise. So yeah, focusing on iOS 13, uh, Wi-Fi selection in the control center seemed to be a big hit uh, and the low data mode, which was kind of a throwaway announcement. Uh, there's also uh, new portrait lighting effects, the ability to rotate a video when you're editing, not just rotate a still image. Uh, HomeKit, getting secure video that analyzes it on 
your local machine and then encrypts and uploads it to the cloud. Linksys Eero and Spectrum now supporting HomeKit so you can firewall off accessories. That's all the iOS 13 stuff there. You mentioned iPad OS. Uh, iPad OS really always existed. Uh, the iOS version that runs on the iPad has always been different. They just didn't acknowledge that it was different, and now they've given it a name. But there's also more differences, so I think that makes sense for them to give it a new name. Uh, there's new home screen widgets now, uh, which we've never had on any version of iOS before, uh, an improved files app with a finder-like column view, uh, more multitasking gestures, and the ability to have multiple versions of the same app running, so they showed two Word on iPad uh, apps running at the same time, desktop view on the web, so on in Safari, uh, you'll get the desktop version, which is more appropriate to the size of your screen, possibly, than the mobile version, which is a little outsized on an iPad screen. And a big one for me, Sarah, thumb drive support. The ability to plug, at least if you've got a USB-C uh, iPad, uh, just right. plug a thumb drive uh, right into the iPad. It'll even support SD card slots with dongles and adapters as well. Well, I think that for a few years now, Apple has has really been they 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 want the with the introduction of iPad Pro and just the fact that iPad has 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 made some advancements. This is a work tool. Yeah, you can use it to, to play with apps or read things, and that's all fine too. But this is this is a tool for work that will rival your desktop, your laptop. Anything that is is an iPad alternative more than ever. So the fact that yeah, thumb drives are supported now. Uh, that 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 the iPad apps you can you know have have multi view screens and all of the things that 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 were laid out make perfect sense. And I think we're a long time coming. And yeah, I mean it it, it is not the same thing as having an iPhone anymore. That's just a bigger screen. Yeah, I, I particularly liked the idea uh, that you can now drag a cursor around without the magnifying glass. You can just select where you want the cursor to go, and it'll go there. Uh, no long taps, short taps, anything. Uh, right. Three-finger pinch to copy, three-finger spread to paste, three-finger swipe to undo. You can still shake to undo if you want, but you don't have to. However, that seemed to be the point of the demo where things didn't go as well as they should have. So I'm wondering how well it really works in practice. Yeah, there were there were a few and any keynote is going to have a few of sort course. of lulls. Yeah. But there there were a few times where you're kind of like, mm, yeah, they are really kind of muddling through this and the the crowd is sort of not clapping when they're hoping that people will clap and you know, a little cringe-worthy moments, but overall I think iPad OS looks extremely promising. And I haven't used an iPad regularly. I've got an old one in a drawer right here, but in, in, in some time. And I always say it's because when the iPhone uh, 6 Plus came out, then the screen was big enough so that I didn't really need an iPad anymore. I now am starting to feel like, you know, the productivity part of the iPad is something that I've, I've, I've kind of been out, I've been out of for a few years and might be interested in getting back into it. All right, we got so much to get to. Let's go to Mac OS Catalina. Uh, the big news there, the breakup of iTunes. Now, I want to put this uh, real clear because I had uh, questions from uh, um, Stephen Schleicher at Major Spoilers, uh, my friend Mark Jurgena, who teaches high school in Greenville, Illinois, uh, Creative Vast Arts uh, in our Discord, all wondering, like, how does this affect my content? As far as we know, it doesn't. Uh, and this is Apple's fault for branding everything iTunes. But anything you bought through iTunes is 
either on your hard drive, so it's always good to just download everything, or available in the cloud if you've bought it after they started doing the, the matching in the cloud. And the fact that you access it through iTunes doesn't change that. It doesn't remove it from the directories on your hard drive. It doesn't remove it from the cloud. Uh, in fact, iTunes will still be around in older versions of macOS. They didn't even mention what's happening to it on Windows. So apparently it's for now going to stick around on Windows. They're not getting rid of any of the things associated or accessed with iTunes. All they're doing is splitting it up into three macOS pieces of software on macOS Catalina. So it's a very limited range of effect. Uh, Apple Music uh, will handle all your music and it's got a sidebar. So it looks like it does all the same things uh, that iTunes does. It just does it in the Apple Music app. And Sync has been moved to a sidebar in Finder. So that is the one big change. Sync goes from iTunes to the Finder in macOS Catalina. Uh, Podcasts uh, uses machine learning to index and find content, but otherwise it's just all the things you would do with podcasts in iTunes now in a podcast app. And the TV app. Uh, coming to macOS just like it has come to iOS and Apple TV. Uh, no sidebar in the Apple TV app. Uh, category stuff is up top like it is on the TV app on your Apple TV. Sports 4K HDR playback with HDR10 and Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos. HDR10, Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos. Let me say that again. And then uh, Sidecar, uh, iPad as a second display for Mac. Everybody was wanting this. You can use an iPad with an Apple Pencil as a tablet input. We're going to talk to Scott Johnson a lot about this on Wednesday. Uh, Accessibility voice control has been expanded for the Mac. Uh, So you can just give rich dictation and editing, comprehensive navigation, iOS attention awareness. Uh, In the demonstration, when he looked at his iPhone, the iPhone knew he was looking at it and meant uh, the command for it, not Mac OS. There's the combination of Find My iPhone with Find My uh, with Find My Friends now as Find My, which includes your iPhone, your friends, and your laptop. Uh, it can locate Apple devices offline with a nifty bit of Bluetooth. Uh, sends out a secure beacon that can be relayed by other devices without them ever knowing what it is. It's end-to-end encrypted, uh, so it can eventually bounce over to you. We'll see how well that works, but that's interesting. Uh, There's activation lock now on macOS if you have a T2 security chip. Photos has the new browsing view and Screen Time, the app coming to Mac. And of course, they mentioned Project Catalyst, which everybody had been calling Marzipan, but it's the ability to check a box in Xcode to say, hey, make this iOS or iPad app into a Mac OS app. Uh, and then you get all of your fundamental features as a developer and then just add the things you want to customize it for the Mac. Well, uh, can we put a fork in iTunes and say it's finally done, at least on Mac OS Catalina? Catalina. It is finally done, yes. I I loved, yeah, a couple people on on whose whose Twitter streams I, I follow this morning were like, well, but so iTunes still lives on uh, other OSs, for example, Windows. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is a now. step in the a step in the right direction. And I also I I found it kind of they were being kind of cheeky about yeah we know iTunes has been weirdly named and there's too much stuff in there and it has been this way for a long time. One of the one of the the big applauses was the idea of like when you plug your iPhone into your Mac, what's going to happen now? Nothing. <laughs> You go into your finder and then you can sync whatever you want or not. It's up to you, which is, which is, it's a real world annoyance that kept me from doing that all the time because it was just going to launch a bunch of iTunes stuff. And I, you know, I'd, I'd have to deal with that for, I don't know, 60 seconds or less. Uh, I thought that the accessibility for Mac was 
at least the 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 demo that we saw was really interesting. Uh, seemed to work really well. Uh, we are definitely getting to a point where voice dictation is going to be a bigger part of our lives more than ever, certainly on macOS. And the Find My stuff, it had been rumored. I, I think it makes perfect sense to, to, to bundle all of this into one app, particularly because so many of us, I mean, how often are you using Find My iPhone? Not that often, hopefully, hopefully never. But if you have to, it, it, it makes sense to bundle this into a location app for lots of different things. Yeah, I, my guess is uh, down the road, we're going to hear uh, an off uh, an off announcement. In other words, not one on stage uh, that a music app and a TV app are, are coming to Windows. There's already a music app uh, available for Android, so so why wouldn't you? Yeah, it, it makes sense that this would just not be something that... I mean, <laughs> it was a jam-packed keynote. Yeah. <laughs> you get yeah. to the Windows stuff later. Uh, Apple also unveiled the new Mac Pro, which has the old cheese grater design. Uh, well, kind of. It's a, it's a new take on the old cheese grater design. Eight PCIe slots. Uh, you can configure it for up to one and a half terabytes of system memory. Uh, up to 28 cores of Intel Xeon CPU, up to four AMD GPUs coming this fall for $6,000. Of course, oh, good. there's way more so to it very, than that. But, it's very yeah. affordable. Um, this this is a beast, though. It can handle three streams of 8K ProRes, uh, 12 streams of 4K. Uh, they made a big deal about how you don't have to convert your 8K. You can just put it on this machine and start editing it. Yeah, this is the Mac Pro for for years now, way out of my price range and 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 out of anything that I'm able to do, I can't even make use of of the performance aspects, but hearing the specs laid out and knowing that the price again is is totally beyond my reach, I still wish I had a good reason to put it to the test. Now, uh, Protitude says you aren't getting a beast for six thousand dollars. Eight core Xeon, thirty two gigabytes of memory, Radeon five eighty X, and two hundred fifty six solid state drive. This is kind, highly, kind of a beast. It's beastly. It may not be the biggest beast, but uh, you know, it's definitely beastly. Yeah, uh, there, there's a bunch of other stuff going on. Two Thunderbolt ports on top, two Ethernet ports. Uh, the big deal is you can slide off any side of this thing to access the modules inside a uh, bunch of PCIe slots, like I said, which is great. The one I don't think is going to go down as well as Apple would want it to is the fact that it is modular for the graphics card and the graphics cards right now are up to two Radeon Pro Vega twos. Now you can have two modules. So you essentially can have four Radeon Pro Vega twos. Uh, and and something they call Infinity Fabric Link provides data five times faster than the PCI bus between them. But I think a lot of people just wanted the ability to put whatever graphics card they want in there. Yeah, and, and I will add that the Infinity Fabric is an AMD technology that they use for the Ryzen mm-hmm. uh, processors. Okay, yeah. What's what's fascinating is now they're, they, they've gotten back to targeting the workstation which is something kind of fell off the wagon. It's like, well, you know, people don't need that much power. And, and frankly, it, it costs them an arm and a leg to support it. And they, I, for some time, it just seemed like they didn't want to put their energies there. But, I mean, it's a very interesting design. I don't know if it'll take off as well as the last uh, uh, Mac Pro um, that came out, but time will tell. Yeah. 
Uh, and to do that 8K video, by the way, you will need the Afterburner card, uh, with, which is a hardware FPGA ASIC. Uh, it can do 6 billion pixels per second. It's a coprocessor. It's, it's a, a coprocessor that yeah. GPU makers have been trying to mm-hmm. say, hey, buy our video cards because can, you can offload the rendering to, uh, you know, with CUDA on NVIDIA or uh, open, uh, OpenCU compute uh, with uh, OpenGL on AMD cards. There will be a rack mount version available, and it comes with a handle. Uh, they announced it alongside the Pro Display XDR. XDR stands for Extreme Dynamic Range, which is what they call their version of HDR because it is HDRer than mm-hmm. normal HDR. Uh, it's a 32 inch LCD, 6016 by 3284, so a 6K Retina display. Um, you know, great color. Uh, rear lattice is a heat sink. Uh, so that says they let them, they say that lets them do a thousand nits at full screen brightness indefinitely and 1600 nits peak. Uh, Thunderbolt three can support a two display setup. So if you have a Mac pro, uh, you can potentially power six of these at once. Uh, it can tilt and adjust height and do portrait mode. If you get the stand, which cost you an extra $999, the, uh, the pro display XDR is $4,999. $5,999 if you want the matte version, which is a nano texture etched glass thing. Uh, you can get a Visa adapter for $199 or that Pro Stand for $999. Uh, I, Man, I, I wanted this. I wanted this. <laughs> I did. And I knew as they were as they were laying it out and showing how beautiful it was and the craftsmanship. And you've never seen a, a hinge that worked this well. I was like, this is going to be a Mac Pro price. And it was. For five grand, uh, not happening. I also don't need a 32-inch monitor. I've got a 28-inch Asus monitor right now that seems very big to me and is lovely. But it, it, it's, it's the kind of thing that I covet. I, I covet it anyway. It's, uh, I, I will say, for if it's true that it's pro-spec and it's calibrated out of the factory, and it does cover the gamut that it supposedly covers, um, that's actually not too bad, five grand. Now the fact that they charge you a thousand bucks for the well, stand the seems a little ludicrous. Yeah. And the Vesa and the Vesa adapter, which is like two hundred, two hundred fifty bucks, should have just thrown that in there because you buy a thirty dollar stand off Amazon, works just as well. Um, but I will say, uh, of all the hardware announcements, this is the one that that interested me the most. Yeah, and this is studio level stuff. This really isn't meant for the consumer, which like Roger said earlier, that's that's a, a change back for Apple into focusing on this kind of hardware. So when you look at these prices, you do have to realize like these are meant for companies that are used to spending a lot of money on this kind of equipment. Uh, real quickly before we wrap up, we mentioned some things about Apple Watch. Uh, we didn't mention the independent apps that can now run on the watch without the need for a phone in the new watch OS and the app store on the watch where you can just get an app straight from the watch without having to download it on the phone first and then move it over. Uh, some other things like activity trends, uh, improvements to the, the health app, a calculator got a lot of applause, mm-hmm. a decibel meter to let you know if things are too loud, which actually went off when people were applauding about the decibel meter and the calculator. Um, <laughs> So that's interesting. Apple TV gave us a finally a sneak peek at, at one of their shows, uh, Ron Moore's show for all mankind, which is an alternate history where the Soviets win the space race and the space race doesn't end because of that. Uh, has a redesigned home screen with full screen preview behind icons. Uh, 
and people don't usually like full screen previews, so we'll see how well that goes over. Uh, but the big one for me is multi-user support and personalized up next lists. So now you can have your own profile if you share your Apple TV with someone else in your family. And when you're on your profile, your up next list will be up there. It won't be mixed with anybody else's. Uh, and that includes a new control center for TVO so we can switch between those profiles. And I know a big one for a lot of people was the announcement of compatibility with the Apple TV for Xbox One S and PlayStation DualShock controllers. That's going to be a big deal when uh, uh, Apple Arcade finally launches later this year. Anything else here that you guys want to mention before we What, you don't want to talk about the karaoke feature, Tom? Ah, yes, the karaoke feature for (laughs) Apple Music on the Apple TV. Uh, That's what our new team building exercises will be. Yeah, a lot of, hey, and we'll we'll show you the lyrics to your favorite songs along with you listening to your song. There are certain things where, I mean, put emojis in there as well where I'm like, I just don't use this feature but i get where the advancement is coming from uh as far as the multi-user support i mean i live alone my dog doesn't have his own uh apple uh, uh id but i do get how how entirely convenient that would that would come in handy especially because apple wants they 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 want folks to to use the apple tv interface as 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 their their whole media center. So, and, and we all have our own, our own preferences. So yeah, I mean, that kind of went by quick. I feel like in the whole announcement, some of the Apple TV stuff sort of, it it got a little bit lost in the fray, but, but good stuff. Yeah. Open Bayou asked if we mentioned the uh, login uh, with Apple. Uh, We did. Uh, there's so much stuff here, but I have to I have to say I, I'm glad he reminded us of it again because I think that may be one of the most significant announcements, software-wise, anyway, uh, of of this entire thing. I don't know whether it'll catch on, uh, but you know, Apple trying to build its reputation on privacy and security. Uh, that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high volume, high speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. 
To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Could turn out to be a handy thing for a lot of people, knowing that <laughs> that that weird thing where you can say, like, don't give my email address. I just think that's brilliant. You, you can do that in other ways, but this makes it really easy. It has to be embraced by developers, obviously, which kind of uh, walks us into some some of the announcements that got a lot of applause from developers as well with with where Apple wants to go with with creating apps themselves. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for being with us, folks. Yes, thank you. We couldn't get to everything. We'll be talking about this more later in the week. But thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. There were lots of Apple stories today. Unsurprisingly, you guys are the best. Submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. We will read them. Thank you in advance. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash dailytechnewsshow. A brand new thing this month is we're streaming Good Day Internet live at twitch.tv slash Internet. If you don't know what Good Day Internet is, it's uh, the 90 minutes of us before and after Daily Tech News Show. So it's us talking on the on the setup. It's doing this show, Daily Tech News Show. Uh, and then it is, in fact, uh, us kind of hanging around after the show. Uh, you usually can get that. In fact, you can get that as a patron, patreon.com slash DTNS, delivered as a podcast. Uh, but you can also watch us as we do it live, twitch.tv slash Internet. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. Write us early and often. We also like images. We're live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. You can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with the much-missed Patrick Beja. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. You have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.